we were just talking about before, I mean, you just have to be absolutely relentless. Yeah. Like, if I could tell you one trait, it would be, you just have to be relentless because you're going to have roadblocks. You're going to have people saying you're not going to do it. Things are going to come up that you don't expect. Mm -hmm. And like those moments are the moments when you have to step up. When things are going good, it's like anyone can deal with it, yeah. right? Like, so I always catch myself when I, maybe I'm getting down on myself or something's like in my way. Like, that's when the best leaders step up even more. Good vibe, and I'm here in El Segundo with the founder of Liquid IV, Brandon Cohen. Thanks so much, Brandon. Thanks for having me. I'm excited to be here. I'm excited to interview you. <laughs> so, um, do you mind just telling the audience a little bit about Liquid IV and what it is? Because I feel like after this episode, they're all going to be like on Amazon or going to Whole Foods to go pick it up. I love it. Yeah, absolutely. So, Liquid IV is an electrolyte powder. Actually, I have some right here. So, it's a stick. Um, of uh, really healthy ingredients that you pour into a bottle of water and it helps you hydrate really efficiently. So um, when you normally drink a bottle of water, your body, uh, it's hard for it to absorb all of the water. And mm -hmm. so that's why you've heard like the saying, like you have to drink like 10 bottles of water a day. Yeah. Well, it's because your body wastes a lot of it. You can normally only mm -hmm. absorb maybe like 20% of the bottle. And when you drink it with our product, you can absorb about 75 to 80% of it within about 15 minutes. So it makes hydration and staying hydrated a lot more, um, just a lot easier to do. And so we have people who use it who are like, you know, professional athletes yeah. to moms and yogis and firefighters, um, just all sorts of people have started using our product because, you know, dehydration causes a lot of issues from like fatigue to headaches to cramps. And a lot of times people think it's something else that's causing it. And like, you know, the most like necessary thing for the human body is water. And so, yeah. Our whole thing is like we just make the water you drink more efficient in your body. I love that. And it's truly for everyone. That's like something I want to highlight because a lot of people will be like, oh, no, it's for athletes, like electrolytes, athletes. But no, the key is it's for hydration and that's truly for everyone. So that's amazing. Where can we, we stop? I know a lot of the Canadians are watching. Yeah. Can they go to Whole Foods and get So this? unfortunately, we're not we're not sold in retail in Canada yet. We uh, we started here in L.A. So mm -hmm. I got into one. Um, like mom and pop like grocery store and like begged them to put it on the shelf <laughs> and uh, they finally agreed to put it in and uh, after about a month it started selling really well yeah um, so we ended up getting into about 100 stores in Southern California uh, after about three months this is in 2015 wow. and we finally got into one Whole Foods in Venice and I would sample and demo the product every weekend by myself that's a busy Whole Foods that is a busy that's Whole a Foods you know that Whole Foods right yeah, yeah. so we uh after about, after about two months, we became the top selling item in that whole body department. And that was the first time where we were like, wow, like people really, like they understand the need of hydration. And we thought we were gonna have to explain like how Gatorade was really unhealthy, but we realized there was already a market for it. And so we started doing good in that Whole Foods. They gave us one in El Segundo and then we had two. Before we knew we were in 12 Whole Foods in Southern California. So um, we had like this little test market in SoCal. Yeah. Uh, and then we had an investor come along and say, hey, I'm loving this product. Like, I, I love your guys' results. Like, let's scale this business. And we were like, let's do it. I was actually supposed to go to business school. I ended up deferring my, um, yeah. I got accepted to go to uh, Boston University. I deferred my application, took, you know, took some money into the business. And we went from 100 stores in Southern California in 2015 to about 10,000 stores across the country in 2016. And then about 20,000 stores in 2017. So Whole Foods, Costco, CVS, GNC, Albertsons, pretty much all the stores 
if you're in Canada, you can't buy it on Amazon. Amazon, yeah, yeah. I checked. <laughs> yeah, I checked you it, before. You can buy it on Amazon. Um, we're working on international shipping. There's just a lot, like Health Canada. We're, we're working through a long process. That is okay. I'll bring it in my suitcase. There we go. She'll <laughs> smuggle some in the country. <laughs> so that's amazing. You made it sound so easy. Like that whole journey. I know you made it sound like it was just like a piece of cake. Like, yeah, we went into Whole Foods. We went and got a, we had investors. But we all know, entrepreneurs watching, it's never an easy journey. So let's kind of dive into that. Yeah. Um, what, what's like about you? Where are you from? How was your upbringing, your environment, your family? Were they supportive? Totally. Let's just hear a little bit about your story. Yeah, so uh, I played sports my whole life. I was like a huge athlete. I played a couple sports in uh, high school. I ended up getting a college golf scholarship. So a lot of people told me like, you know, it's gonna be really hard to do that. So the first thing I ever set my mind on was, was golf. And so I would just practice and play all the time. And I was fortunate enough to get a, a nice scholarship to go to Loyola Marymount. Oh, wow. So my whole life, I thought I was gonna be a pro golfer. My family's really cool. My parents are divorced, but still a good relationship. Mm. My sister's awesome, I have a younger sister. Um, and so my whole college career, I was just focused on golf. And my senior year, um, I had a couple bad injuries. and it sort of put a dent in my whole, like, I'm gonna be a professional golfer playing. I was kind of burnt out. Yeah. I wasn't really playing that well. Um, and I was like, what am I gonna do with my life? Like, this is all I focused on for the first 21 years of my life. Wow. You know? So I actually went to the uh, the Dean of the Business School uh, and was like, hey, I really wanna get in the entrepreneurship program. Like, I think, I didn't really know what it meant, yeah. but I was like, I'm into business, I'm into like analytical thinking. And I was like, I would love to be a part of this program. Um, and so finally, after about four or five times visiting his office, he was like, all right, well, you didn't just send me an email. You actually came and like talked to me. I'll let you in, like, just don't let me down. <laughs> so uh, long story short, that senior year was when the 2010 Haiti earthquake hit. And um, I was actually able to lead like a, t a team of 10 people. Um, and we, we donated over 20,000 meals to the people of Haiti in like a month long period. We got all over the news, a bunch of press. And it was like the first time I realized I was so passionate about helping other people. Yeah. I just loved it. It like lit my soul on fire and like, I w it was the first time where I was like, wow, I don't need to play sports. Like I can do something like else. And I was just as passionate about it. And so um, that was my first taste of it. I ended up winning entrepreneur of the year, my senior wow. year, and I wasn't even supposed to be in the program. And so That's insane. it's funny because now that, you know, the Dean of the Business School tells a story that like he almost didn't let me in. And meanwhile, I won entrepreneur, entrepreneur of the year, my senior year. So that was really cool. Um, I went to go work for the Arizona Diamondbacks after I graduated the pro baseball team. Um, basically just like selling tickets. Uh, I was in like marketing. I, I was just trying to figure out what I wanted to do, but I knew I loved sports still. So I learned like how big business works. Um, I met a lot of great friends. It was sort of probably the most fun time in my life. Yeah. Um, but I started realizing all the players were drinking Pedialyte, the baby mm. hydration drink. And yeah, I had that before when I competed. Yeah. So, so you knew about it for hydration, right? Yeah. So I just thought it was silly that like the best athletes in the world were drinking a drink that was designed for little mm -hmm. kids when they have access to all the best products too. So I started, I wasn't a scientist or anything, but I started looking into the science behind it and it's called oral rehydration therapy. And so when you mix sodium, glucose, and potassium mm -hmm. at a really specific ratio with water, it's clinically proven to help water absorb in your bloodstream about three times more efficiently. And so it was only being used at the time pretty much in like underdeveloped countries where people would attract these like exotic diseases like yeah. cholera and they get really dehydrated. And it's like, you know, if you get the stomach flu mm -hmm. and like you get so dehydrated, you can't hold anything down, mm -hmm. you'll get an IV put in your arm because that gets all the nutrients and the hydration directly into your bloodstream. Well, with this simple solution, sodium, glucose, potassium at this ratio, 
it was almost as effective as like putting an IV in your arm in terms of hydration. And so wow. it was so revolutionary in the last century of saving lives. It was actually deemed one of the best medical advancements in the 20th century. So when I learned about all this, I was like, what other products are you using? It's like, this is some really crazy secret yeah. like science. And so, um, you know, we, we, we started making, uh, we decided to get some samples. Maybe we wanted to make it healthier, take out all the crap that's in pee, like preservatives, artificial flavors, things like that. And then put a cool like adult lifestyle brand around it. Mm. And so, and market it for adults, right? Like yeah. not for kids. And so that kind of brings me forward to like, you know, that story I already told you about getting into one store, but we had this product and, and LMU actually, um, they uh, gave us a little bit of backing when we went back to them when I was 24 and they were just like, you know, only because you won that award, like maybe this is a good idea. Wow. And so they backed us a little bit and that was kind of how we started getting some momentum. When you had the idea, did you have anyone that was like, oh, Brandon, that's stupid. Or like, good luck doing that. Did you have people who were kind of like making you feel like that's not the best idea to start your own business? Or were you just, you had a supportive group around you? Nine, probably 95% of people thought I was really stupid. Like I heard, um, I heard like, you realize there's already Gatorade or like you realize it's impossible to start a consumer product from scratch. Like, like there's no way you could ever get that going. There's no way you could get into retail. Yeah. There's no way you're going to make the product. Um, and so I, I, I heard it, but I, I honestly, I was so focused on what I was doing. I kind of mm. just put blinders on. Um, and then I had like my support system around me who are the people I actually care about and yeah. listen to like my mom, like my mm. dad, like my sister, like my friends who, who's, you know, who believes in me. Um, and so those are the ones who actually gave me a little bit of money to get going. And now, you know, with the growth of our company over the last five or six years, they're all going to make a lot of money now because yeah. they believed in me before anyone else did. So, I mean, it's for any entrepreneur, for anyone in life, I mean, but especially for entrepreneurs, like you're just going to hear a lot of no's. And um, you, we were just talking about before, I mean, you just have to be absolutely relentless. Yeah. Like if I could tell you one trait, it would be you just have to be relentless because you're going to have roadblocks. You're going to have people saying you're not going to be able to do it. Things are going to come up that you don't expect. Mm -hmm. And like those moments are the moments when you have to step up. When things are going good, it's like anyone can deal with it, yeah. right? Like, so I always catch myself when I, maybe I'm getting down on myself or something's like in my way, like that's when the best leaders step up even more, mm -hmm. right? So like the saying I've been saying lately to our team is like, like the problem is the portal. What I mean is like, if there's a problem, like most of the time, if you look back on some of your biggest problems, they actually were an opportunity. If, as you fought through it or you battled through mm -hmm. something, that ended up being the biggest thing of all. Like yeah. for us, like we, we started with bottles and like we were selling a ton of product, but we were shipping it online and it was way too expensive to ship a 12 pack yeah. of bottles. We're like, gosh, this is so cool. People love our product, but we just we can't <laughs> do it. And we are like, well, what if we put it in a, you know, what if we put it in a stick pack and made it more portable? Mm -hmm. And all of a sudden, like because of this, like it's been, it's so portable. We have bikers who put it in their backpack. We have people yeah. who travel. So like, we thought it was like the like the end of the company ended up being the reason the company made it, wow. right? So there's just like, there's probably hundreds of There's always another like way and like you can't ever just not believe in yourself or slow down. You just got to keep going and know that there's always another way to the destination, but. There's always yeah. a play. It's amazing. I know what you're saying. I've heard it on other podcasts. You're like, fast failures are wins. Do you want to go into that? Was there ever a moment in your journey where you thought you failed. There's no such thing as failing, but is there ever a moment that you're like, this one's a tough one to get out of? Many, many, <laughs> the, the whole fast failures thing. Um, you know, like if you, if you can recognize something that's not working, mm -hmm. it, it, the sooner that you're able to do that, 
the sooner you're able to move on to something that may work. Right? Yeah. And so the hard part about being an entrepreneur or being a leader or even just, just making like um, tough decisions is like, yeah. when is that time to like move on to another way? But the best way to, I mean, the best way to test that and like, you know, Gary Vee is one of our investors. And so I, you know, I talked to him about this and you can listen to him obviously on his channel, but mm. um, you know, like, you have to make that decision to move on. And the way you do that is like the market speaks. So like, yeah. I can think something is like genius or like our team can think it, but put it out to the market and see what they think. Like yeah. it's all about the people who have to pull out their credit card and buy something. And so like, if that's not happening or you're getting like consistent feedback, that will help you make decisions, right? Like mm -hmm. it's all about the market. That's so awesome. That's so solid. I kind of want to dive into more of you okay. because how did you become this way? How did you always have that work ethic and that mindset? Um, growing up, did you ever have anyone in your life that kind of like was a mentor to you and kind of paved a path and instilled different beliefs and different success principles into you? Absolutely. So I think, I mean, I think mentors are just mm -hmm. absolutely huge because until you have the experience, you need to be sort of gaining that from someone else right? yeah because you've never gone through it before right yeah. and so for me my dad was just like absolutely incredible so his story is pretty crazy he uh he grew up on the streets in new york um he carried a gun when he was 13. his dad had a dairy shop so they sold like milk and eggs and cheese and so he helped run the shop yeah and so like uh you know he had they were held up a couple of times like it was like it was a really a pretty mm. rough upbringing you know they didn't have much money and like his dad instilled in him this work ethic like the only way you're going to get to where you want to go is just to work and work and work harder than everyone else and keep going. And so um, my dad's dad actually was diagnosed with cancer when my dad was 20. And he, my, my dad always thought that he was going to take over this dairy shop and run it like the family business. My dad was really creative, though, like just a, like a genius creative guy. And so while his dad was on his deathbed, he said he said to my dad, he said, um, you know, I, if you want to run the family business, that's great. But I know you love architecture. I know you love art. To follow your passion. Like you got to follow your passion. Wow. That's going to make you happy. And so um, they ended up selling the family business. Mm -hmm. My dad moved to LA with like a thousand bucks in his wallet um, and his architecture degree. He was, I think he was 21. Uh, he started working for a company called Gensler. Um, there was 200 employees mm -hmm. in LA in the San Francisco office. And um, now he's the CEO of a, the largest architecture firm in the world, Gensler still. And wow. it's 6,300 employees. And so he worked his way all the way through all that. And so what he instilled in me was just like, I had a much better upbringing than him, right? And so sometimes when that happens, like you can, you know, you can get soft, you can go a different different mm -hmm. path, but he just instilled this chip on my shoulder that like, like if I wanted to, two things. One was like, I, he, he, like a mantra almost that if I set my mind to something, I can accomplish it. And so I didn't realize this growing up, but he always had me repeat that to him. And so, I truly deep down in my gut, yeah. like believe that if I think it and like I write it up on a vision board, like yeah. a prayer, oh, I love that. that like I, I can make it happen. And so it used to just be a belief. And now with our business, I used to do these vision boards and think of the biggest thing I possibly could. And we've already surpassed a lot of those. And so I truly know if like, if you think of it and you write it down, like obviously you have to build a plan. You have to have great people around you and all stuff. But I truly in my, in, in, like deep down inside, you know, I can accomplish anything I want. And so that's because my dad just instilled that in me over and yeah. over and over again. And it's like that self-belief and that work ethic and all, all those things. But having that deep down, like it's just, it's like such a freeing, empowering feeling. Yeah. You know? And that truly takes the internal work. And clearly you do that still daily. Like you don't live with your dad. 
you live a lot, you live on your own and you still have these success principles that you do. Do you want to kind of outline? I know a lot of everyone watching loves to hear the daily, the morning routine. Yeah. Do you have any uh, morning routine non-negotiables that you do every day? Yeah. So I'm like sort of obsessive almost. I love, I love hearing people's morning routine. I'm obsessive about my routine. So what I've learned for me, like, you know, we've gone from a couple of us to now we have a team of 20 in this yeah. office. I've learned for me that like, there are so many uncontrollables that happen throughout the day mm -hmm. that the only way that I can stay calm and deal with all those things that are gonna come at me is I gotta knock out what I can't control. And so my routine is everything. So like I wake up at pretty much 5.30, mm -hmm. maybe six um, every day. The first thing I do is I meditate for 10 minutes. I used to like think meditation was so stupid. I didn't understand it. I like make fun of it. I didn't even understand it. Yeah. And then like I started listening to guided meditations yeah. and somehow it just like totally calms me and helps me set my intention for the day. And like, I still don't even know if I'm doing it right, but it works for me. And yeah. so I don't really care. <laughs> so I, I do that for like 10 or 15 minutes mm -hmm. every day. Um, I still do some guided meditations, but I've gotten to this point now where I can do it without it, which is really cool. I've been doing it for about two or three years. Um, I have to work out in the morning. So mm -hmm. at 6.30, I'm either uh, going on a run, I do Barry's boot camp, um, and I do hot yoga. Nice. Um, so yeah, I, it's funny. I used to make fun of the stuff I do now. Like <laughs> I've turned into kind of like a hippie. It's pretty funny. You're like, in LA. I know, okay. I know. I'm gluten free now too. Oh, like all these things. And the reason I did it though is like, it all is about performance here. Mm -hmm. And like I was, I, I, I operate on such a high frequency. Like I'm just nonstop that in order to balance myself. Throws you off. I, it's so right. And like, I need that in order to be balanced. Cause I am so relentless that I will push myself and push myself until I like almost combust. And yeah. so what I'm focused on right now, what I'm like, like currently is like sticking to my routine and making sure I have balance because I have the ability truly, like mm -hmm. I could wake up at 5 a.m. and I could work from five to like midnight and not stop. But I'm realizing that that's actually less productive for me yeah. in my business so than doing my meditation, going to one of my workouts, um, you know, I, I'll, I like, I have like a little healthy breakfast that I do. Um, I have an infrared sauna at my house. So it's like no this way. little individual one. It's like you bought, you can buy it and you sit in your head, your head sticks no. out of it. Hey, it. It helps with uh yeah, I'll send you the link after. That's so cool. Yeah. So it helps like get rid of toxins. So I try and do that like about three days a week. Yeah. Um, so that's my morning routine. If I do that, my energy and like just outlook and intention for the day is so solid. Uh, I come in, I have, you know, I have tons of meetings and calls throughout the day. Um, and then at lunch, I always give myself about, uh, about an hour for lunch. And the reason I do that is I only eat for about 15 or 20 minutes, but I go do cryotherapy at lunch. So I got vertigo and I started getting really dizzy. And so, um, cryo is just totally helping me with that. So I do that about five days a week where I go sit in this, like basically ice chamber for three minutes. Mm -hmm. Um, and it's, it's like the most, again, just like awakening thing that I do come back, you know, just keep, you know, keep running the business, doing everything we do, which is, which is amazing, like organized chaos. Um, and then at the end of the night, I like to eat dinner and I meditate again for 10 or 15 minutes before I go to sleep. So I do it all again the next day. And I love it. I need it. That's when amazing. I get out of that, it's just not good. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. Are you truly living your dream, your happiest and best life right now? I'm a, I'm pretty, pretty happy with where I'm at. Yeah. I mean, it's, there's like ridiculous challenges every day. Like as the business is growing, there's all this amazing stuff happening. Yeah. And as amazing as that stuff is, there's equally hard stuff happening. So mm -hmm. it's not like, like your problems don't just go away. But what I've learned is like, that is the, that is the, um, that is the fun. Like, yeah. like the process ends up being the, 
like what you love doing. Like there's been these milestones I've dreamt of reaching, whether it's like sales yeah. or six donated or our, how big our team is. And you realize that that's nice to hit that, but truly you look back and it was, it was the challenge and the, you know, the journey getting there was truly, that was the destination. Like yeah. I'm in it right now. I know. And, and it's so powerful when you think about it, you're like, wow, that is so cool. You know? And people like, you always say that, like people who are successful and have achieved so much say that. And I find a lot of people watching may be like, no, but I just want to get there. But the thing is like, when you get there, there's always another there. It's so true. And like, if you honor this time right now, like the day to day, then really like life is just not as fulfilling and not as amazing as it could be. And like, that's something I think that needs to be stressed um, more into like younger people because so we're all doing it. And I find myself doing it all the time. I'm like, Oh, but like life would be better with that Range Rover. And then you get it. And then it's just like, it's not, nothing changes. I know. Um, so kind of going into more of like your core beliefs, your core values, mm -hmm. do you have any um, values that you live your life by that you are really passionate about? One of the things that, um, I love that I saw as you have this saying, CTW, change the world. Yeah. Do you want to kind of share a little bit about that? Absolutely, yeah. Um, I, what I realized during that college project for the first time was like, just at my core, I love helping other people. And so like, I just, I, I, I find, I just love doing it. Whether it's like one-on-one -on -one with my team, whether it's with our retailers, whether it's with our customers who buy our product. Yeah. And then we have this mission, this, this sort of one-for-one um, -one mission where with each purchase someone makes, we're able to donate a serving to someone in need. And so that was sort of, when we started the company, it was, we called it Defeating Dehydration Globally. Like that was sort of this mission. And I just took our team on a trip to Nepal, which was a like life-changing trip. Um, and I realized like our mission was so much bigger than that. Like yeah. we, we wanted to change the world and help people live better lives. Giving them hydration was part of that, but there's so many more pieces of that. Like, just education and you know just like this human connection with people and so um it, it's gotten so much bigger than just like donating sticks to people so yeah i have this tattoo in my wrist oh, ctw so cool. change the world it it makes um it makes sort of you know you said like you want to reach something and like it's like this end point yeah. for me this is so large like i want to leave a lasting impact on the world yeah legacy people yeah. that like all of this stuff like what i'm doing all these things i'm doing they're just my current vehicle to do that. Mm -hmm. And so it keeps me just thinking like big and helps me with my decision-making because I'm like, like every day until I die, yeah. I just want to continue building on this impact that I, of helping other people. And so That's amazing. Yeah, I love it. The CTW is probably like my main, uh, oh. I guess, what'd you call it? Like core belief or like yeah, core value. Yeah, like your mission statement. Or CTW when it comes to, to, comes to sort of work and my purpose. And then just like the people who are really important to me, like I just want to cherish as much time with them as possible. So like, I'm super close with my family. Mm. My team means everything to me. And, you know, I have a few really close friends that I stick to. And yeah. like between this mission to change the world and the people who are like standing by me while I try and do it, like that's pretty much my whole life right there. I love that. That's amazing. So going into this vision, mm. um, what does the five year and 10 year vision look like for you and Liquid IV? Yeah. So it starts with like the bigger we can grow our business and like the harder that we can work and like the more efficient we can get product into people's hands. And the more people who buy our product, mm -hmm. it gives us this platform to help more. So I think it starts with that. Like we got to keep growing the business, right? Like that's mm -hmm. at its basic. In terms of our, our sort of our global mission, mm -hmm. um, my goal is always to donate a million sticks to people around the world, you know, a million of these. Um, Cause there's, you know, they're so useful for people who don't have clean water um, or, you know, who, who just don't know about hydration. We surpassed a million this year. And so wow. we'll, we'll probably reach 2 million sticks donated. And so, 
again, amazing. I love it, but I wanted to have a bigger impact. So we just went to Nepal and I realized. I love that. I was like, mission trips are sick. They're insane. Yeah. It's like totally life-changing to have see other people's perspective. Yeah, it's so easy for people to just show it. But until you go and experience that and get that perspective shift, I think it'd be game-changing. It, it's literally like if I could tell any, like if people are struggling with anything, go see another mm-hmm. part of the world, especially people who just aren't as fortunate as us. And it just totally shifts your and become so grateful for what I you know. have. And for me, it was a little, I had a feeling of like, like hopeless or like helpless because there's just so much to do. And so that's why despite getting all this product, I wanted to do more. And so I learned, not to be cliche, but I learned how important education is. These people, these kids don't know about washing their hands, don't know about drinking clean water. They don't know like the, the world is bigger than where they are. And so... Um, what we want to do is we're going to build a live foundation, like what I do call live, mm-hmm. uh, live foundation, where we want to build a school in Nepal where we were. And the idea is like, if a hundred kids go through that school every year, after five years, you've reached 500 kids. If they all share with their families and they share with people they know, mm-hmm. now you've had an impact on 10,000 people in five years, just through one school. And so just like we got into one store and now we're in 20,000, I want to build one okay. school in hopes of building a lot of schools around oh, the world. Kind of, we're going to have to call them CTW schools. That is so amazing. Can um, How can people get involved in this mission other than buying the product? Is there anything else? That yeah, you so I mean, first is like just following along our journey. So obviously like as this platform grows, it allows us to continue to spread, awareness. spread the word. Yeah, yeah. awareness is just So much huge. more than just the product, which is something that's so amazing. And that I feel like builds a lasting brand because it's, it is a, a like Gary Vee says this all the time, like your brand has to be a brand of legacy and stand for something because brand surpasses anything. Yep. Any product, you need brands. And it's such a beautiful mission of what your company stands for. Thank you. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it really is like when you realize that it's just about helping other people, mm-hmm. people who buy this, I, it's good. You know, they, they have commercially, they have money, they can buy a product and it helps them. Love that. Yeah. When they're buying it, they get, they're helping other people around the world who aren't so fortunate to do that, which is so cool. So that's one way. Um, we're, we have a really cool campaign launched in August where um, I can't really share all of it yet, but it's mm-hmm. this really cool campaign we have. We just had a, an amazing list of like the biggest celebrities invest in our company from like um, Kevin Hart to Kendall Jenner and uh, Demi Lovato and Insane. James Cordon and just like some really, really cool people. And for me, it's like almost like a pinch me moment from like, this idea that no one believed in before and now I have like 20 of the biggest sort of people buying it because of our mission. They believe in the product but more importantly they want to change the world too and so yeah. we're going to be doing a campaign with them where uh, you'll hear about it. It's going to spread pretty quickly but uh, our audience and community are going to be able to join in in order to donate sticks around the world which would be really cool. That is unreal. Uh, I know everyone's going to be super excited <laughs> when that comes out. Um, if you could leave the audience um, with any last piece of advice, maybe something you would tell your, yourself at 20 years old, 21 years old, what would you say to Brandon at 21 when he was kind of, golf is my life, but now what do I do? What What is this other world? Like just, you just don't, like you're in that phase where you just don't know what else is out there. What would you say to someone in those uh, shoes? Wow, that's a really hard one. Well, mm-hmm. I'm like, for me, I, I you kind of heard it, you probably hear it even how fast I'm talking. I'm like, sort of nonstop. And so for me, just to like take a breath and know that like I'm gonna get to where I wanna get. And like, you know, like balance is a big thing for me, right? Like 
like just to smell the roses a little bit and I, i'm really not good at it and it's easy for me to say and yeah. maybe again maybe for someone else it's the opposite maybe they need to work harder and push harder for me like mm-hmm. i have no problem just like getting up at five and working on something so for me like enjoy these little wins like enjoy when we hit a hit a sales number or enjoy when we hit a million six you know that we've given back or enjoy yeah. when we hire too many people or move into this cool new office like yeah. i'm getting better at it and i like have to like stop for take a, a deep breath for one time and be like dude, this is really cool. Like, yeah. like when you do that, it's just, it's like, it's such a, it's such a cool feeling. So just to like, know that I'm going to get to where I want to get, but like, just in, to try and enjoy some little wins along the way. That, I need to replay that all the time, every day, because you're like that. Yeah, I can already tell. Advice you're I get all too. the time. People are like, did you not realize you did this? And I'm just like, no, because I'm just focused so like, I have to get there so fast. So I mean, you're, you're like, I, I, I say this all the time, like, your strengths typically are also your weaknesses. And so the fact that you're so driven to get there is an incredible strength. You just have to be careful that like, you don't like, you enjoy some things along the way. Yeah, and And people are like, that's a good thing. But then, yeah, everyone's got their own like strengths and weaknesses. And it's so important that we recognize that and always try to improve. That's why um, the purpose of these episodes is to capture so many different entrepreneurs because if something resonates with you with what Brandon said, then you can take that with you and change your life, change the world too. There we go. Join <laughs> the mission. But I just want to thank you so much for your time. I know um, you're always go, go, go. And I stopped you right now for 20, <laughs> 25 minutes. It. So I'm so grateful for your time. And I know my audience is too. So I just want to honor you for that. And everything will be linked below, guys. So you guys can follow along, go on Amazon and go buy Liquid IV because you're not just helping yourself get hydrated and all you entrepreneurs you drink probably a lot of coffee like myself so we need this um but you're also changing the world as well so make sure you guys support liquid iv and also support brandon and keep up to date with everything um he's going to be doing on social and i'll have all his links linked below Hi,